This week on Talking Back, we tell you how to buy fun and the cost less than $2. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Dean, how's it going? A little flustered, Tim. You're back again. We had a bit of a situation pre-recording. A little situation. We like to uh, open up a, a beverage before we start the podcast. And mine exploded all over my pants. All over your pants. My all pants all are soaking wet. Over your pants. Half your pants? the beer is in my pants. Well, your pants are currently in the washing machine. <laughs> yes. Getting cleaned this is a up. pantsless, pantsless podcast. You're wearing your volleyball pants. Yes, I am. Luckily, <laughs> I brought my volleyball pants today. Yep. Luckily, luckily. Or you'd be pantless. Uh, yeah. Which well, no one would know. No one would know. I would know. <laughs> True, yes. Nobody else. <laughs> True um thanks for joining us in studio again you're welcome you're here thanks for having me you're welcome how was your drive it was good good yeah good drive today all right well it sounds like you don't really want to talk about it i have i have wet pants in the washing machine by the pant issue well dean i've got great news for you what is the great news the great news is our topic for today's episode yeah. This this topic brings joy to our faces. It, I, I love it. I love this topic. Uh, so do I. I love it. We're kind of known for doing some things on this podcast that maybe some people haven't heard of. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. But that we, we really like. Yeah. And I think this really fits into that category. Oh, cool. So this is something that I don't know if a lot of people that I've spoken to know about it you okay. you didn't know about it no i don't know pre- much previous I, don't, I don't know much about video games yeah i'm not a big uh video gamer mm-hmm. um so we, we i just didn't... we just we just we just call them gamers oh just gamer yeah. okay it's not it's we, not we, video we, gamer we, we, dro- we, we drop the video drop the video part. okay just gamers drop the video it's cleaner yeah just gamers. It's, it's just yeah. easier yeah. yeah okay um yeah i'm not a big gamer so i i hadn't heard of it um, and I was pleased, uh, with the price point of it when mm-hmm. you, you told me we were going to do this and I went to Definitely. buy it in the Nintendo shop. Yeah. Very pleased with the price Very point. Very pleased. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about Gunman Clive today. We're going to be talking about Gunman Clive 1 and Gunman Clive 2. Yeah. Yeah. Excited. So this game was released on Android on April 2nd, 2012 by Herberg Productions. Now, this is a Swedish production company. Okay. So, I'll have to excuse us if we don't say the name correctly. Mm. We are known on this podcast for poor pronunciation. We're kind of it's kind of how we roll. We try. We try. We try our hardest. We try, and we don't like to mispronounce things. But, but we usually do. We have uh, our tongues don't really work. No, they don't. So, I'm going to go with Herberg. Hopefully, that's correct. Cool. Since that time, when it was released on Android. It has been released also on iOS, Windows, Nintendo 3DS, Wii U, and Nintendo Switch. Herberg Productions is founded in 2011 by Bertil Herberg in Skolvda, Sweden. Now, we like to give people abbreviated names, so it's easier for us to say their name. Mm-hmm. So, I think let's just go with Bert in this one. Okay. Okay. Bert. Bertil. Yeah. We'll go with Bert. Bert. That's easy, right? Yeah. Bert had been working for some big box video game production companies before he decided to move out on his own and design his own indie titles. Bert ended up making Gunman Clive all by himself. Wow. Yes. He did basically everything except the music. Cool. Which his brother did. Oh, nice. Yeah, so r- real Keep cool. Keep it in the family. Yeah, we're a brother duo right here. Yeah. So we can we can feel those brother vibes. Brothers can do amazing things. Yeah. That's when, right. When they put their mind to it and they... Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Brothers can. Yeah. Yeah. And brothers will. And they will. Yeah. And they do. And and brothers grim. Yeah. And more brother yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what happened Brother there. bear. I don't know what happened there, but okay. let's maybe end that part. Okay. Uh, so listen to this. Guess how long it takes Bert to complete this game? Uh, well, months. Uh, years. A year. Six months. Okay. That's that's insane. Yeah, that's that, insane. that blows my mind. Yeah. Like, 
it'd be hard to have a team making a game for sure in six months. So wow, that guy was like clearly dedicated to this this task. Now, while this game was actually a great success, Gunman Clive One was a huge success. It wasn't an overnight success. Oh, okay. It was more of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. So at release, the game was showing like a normal sales curve that you'd expect from a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Remember, it only gets released on Android. Right. So you're seeing normal numbers and the numbers carried over from month to month and it didn't really stop. They cool. just kept staying steady and they kept going for years staying steady. Wow. To the point where three years later, they had sold more than 400,000 copies of the game. Wow. That's huge. That is that's huge. A huge. Not for an indie game, that's a huge number. 80% of the sales actually end up being on the 3DS. Okay. So it looks like as soon as it hit that platform, yeah. it just kind of just went. Yeah. It, it went. Now, I played them both on the 3DS. Yeah. You played them on the Switch. Yeah. But here's the greatest part about well you know that's 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 saying it wrong this is not the greatest part about the game but one great part about the game like you mentioned is the price point mm-hmm. when i bought this game it was a dollar 99 yes two bucks it's down to a dollar 69 now what it's like how can you not just buy this game i don't care what the game is it does like, not matter any game is worth a dollar 69 this game happens to be worth far more than that but yeah. like a dollar, a dollar sixty nine is a steal for this. It's cheaper than a bottle of Coke. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make <laughs> that's any ridiculous. sense. Um, I, I think that's probably part of why it did so well because yeah. it's a two dollar game, right? And I mean, I would frequently visit the the, the Nintendo eShop just looking for interesting indie games. Um, if it was like five or six bucks, I I wouldn't really give it a chance. But yeah. I'd be I was happy to pay two dollars for a for game sure. that looked really interesting. Yeah. And I was like, well, what can go wrong for two bucks, right? For sure. Who cares? And nothing goes wrong. Nothing. In this game. Nothing goes wrong in this game. So the story here, in the year 1800 something, the West is overrun by thugs and outlaws. Mm. A group of bandits have kidnapped Mayor Johnson's daughter and are spreading havoc across the land. Yeah. They sound like a bunch of punks. They sound like punks. Sounds like a bunch of punks. Yeah. Only Gunman Clive can bring order to the West and save the girl. Sounds great. Yeah, sounds like fun. So this game, it's a single-player, side-scrolling action platformer. This game reminds me of a few other games. What does it remind you of? Uh, So it reminds me of a game that I play sometimes on the Switch, um, Celeste. Okay, sure. It reminds me of Celeste because... That's a newer game. It's a newer game. Um, Like I said, I'm not a gamer, so I don't know the terms and the classic classifications of different games yeah but it's one of those games where you die a ton of times yeah and it's really just about training your fingers on how to complete the little level like even just complete the little screen and then in celeste once you get to the next screen then now you got a new challenge and you got to train your fingers on what to do in that one and you kind of get proud of your death total yeah and they like encourage your death total like screens will come up and be like be proud of that death oh like it just means you learned like and, and it's it's really you don't get you don't get upset that you keep dying and you respawn so quickly really reminded me of that because I'm in this game. I'm training my fingers exactly what to do and I'm dying a lot and I'm starting over the level again. And it's all about getting from one point to the other point with sort of making all the right moves. Yes. You're hundred percent correct about that. It's the type of game where you will never be able to go through it in one man, no matter what. You can't. Like the it's pro- impossible. Yeah. The programming is set up to kill you. Yeah. So it will present a jump that you need to make, and you will make that jump, and then you will be punished and killed for doing it. Yeah. And only by knowing that, the next time around, do you know how to avoid it. But yeah, you will die many, many times. Um, you need to memorize kind of like the ins and the outs. But... It's a lot of fun. It's it's not, that's not really a deterring factor from it. It's just that type of game. Well, it's really interesting because it's like this shooter game, but it's also this other type of game where you're trying to train yourself on what to do and how to make this jump and how to do this. So it's like, it, it's a, co- a couple games in one almost. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really fun when you're playing a stage, you're stuck on the first sort of screen and you can't get through it. Then you figure it out and then that becomes the easy thing to do. And That's now right. you're stuck on screen two, but That's screen right. one, you get through in a second. That's even right. Even though it took you forever to figure out how to do it. Yeah. I really like those types of games. 
I, I find them very like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like the quick respawn or just like the death and it doesn't matter. I, I find them very soothing. I just sit mm. down after a hard day at work and I can just kind of get out all my stresses. Well, I found you could play this game for five minutes or you could sit down and play the whole thing from start to finish. Either, yeah. either way works. Yeah, because each, each stage is going to take you, if you d- do it perfectly, each stage is going to take you like two or three minutes. Not even. Not Maybe not uh, even, yeah. yeah. Like some of them 40, not even. F- under a minute, 45 seconds for some of them. Yeah. So if you do it right. Yeah. Um, but you have all this time where you're trying to figure out how to do it. So yeah, you could just sit down and beat a stage in a couple minutes, two minutes, and then you're like, yeah, I'm done for the day. Sure. I've got more of a kind of old school um, video game mm-hmm. history on my side. So this game definitely reminds me of Mega Man. Oh, yeah. Just for yeah. the kind of the platforming shooting yeah. aspect of it. It reminds me of a game called Gunsmoke because it was like this Wild West shooter, uh, like frantic shooter. It was an overhead view, though. Yeah. It's a little bit different. It reminds me of Shinobi from the Sega Master System. Totally. I was going to say Shinobi. Yeah. Shin- it definitely reminds me of Shinobi, just like the uh, the shooting aspect of it and yeah. like the having to time the opponents and they do yeah. the same thing over and over and you got to just kind of time what they do and get that shot in. It's because really... you, can't, you can't shoot. You can only shoot straight forward. Yes. You can't shoot up or diagonal. Yeah. You have to, if you want to shoot, shoot. Yeah, different yeah. levels of, to hit different targets to different levels, you have to jump and shoot. So yeah. that was very totally, much a, a totally feel. And, and like the big bosses yeah. and having to figure out like exactly where to hit them and, and right. stuff. Like you get to the end and then there's this giant thing you got to destroy. Yeah, definitely Shinobi. Yeah. And then the one other game that it reminded me of was um, Strider on the Sega Genesis. I don't okay. know if you ever played that one. No. No, there's some interesting influences there as well. So the art style of this game is very rough and scratchy. Like they're using some sort of... Um, like sketch shader to yeah. texture the 3d models it looks like it's drawn it looks like it's drawn but also that the drawing is currently moving like the the, totally. the, the pencil scratches are yeah. actually changing on it as you're going yeah it gets really really neat i haven't really seen anything like that before mm-hmm. very cool the game is a beige and brown tone so it really makes it look like you're in the desert oh like yeah you're in the wild west yeah. like that really added to it you know i felt I didn't feel like that was a, a deterring factor that there weren't a lot of colors. I felt like it really just kind of made the idea of this being a Wild West game pop that much more. Oh, totally. It's 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 what it, it's a strength of the game. Yes. It's like you said it's not a deterrent it, because there's different types of enemies that are in different color yeah. and they really pop. They do. And it makes it look really cool. So when you come across like a guy who's blue, you're like, "Wow, cool, yeah. a guy that's blue," which if yeah. there's a bunch of different colors in the game, you don't think that. Yeah. So every new every new enemy you come across is just like a new cool thing. Yeah. There are three levels of difficulty. And basically this determines how much health you have, how big your health bar is, mm-hmm. and where you respawn after being killed. As you mentioned, you definitely need to learn the patterns of the enemies and you will die and you will die often until you memorize them. Yeah. It's one of those games where... You're like, okay, if I can get through these three guys without getting hit once, then I have a chance to, for later. Like, if they hit me a couple times, then I'm not going to make it through the end. Yeah. It's like one of those one of things where you know your progress as you're going along because you know how it's went before. I really liked what you said before about how you, you'll be stuck on this level, but then as soon as you beat it, it becomes the one that you just fly through. Yeah. Like, there were levels I'd be stuck for maybe 10 or 15 minutes, and I think some of the issue is... You can make it through these levels that you've done already so fast that you want to run as fast as you can yeah. through this game, but you can't. You actually, you can run as fast as you want through the levels you've done, but the ones you haven't done yet, you have to go really slow and methodically through them so that you don't die too many times. Yeah. But then this level that takes me 15 minutes to beat, I never die again on. Yeah. I just blast through it. Yeah. It's a thing I love about it. You have to think. You have to. So you play as either Gunman Clive or Miss Johnson. You have two selectable characters at the beginning, right? I think you have three. Right from the beginning? I think right from the beginning. number one? Yeah. I think so. Really? I think so. Okay. Well, we're not too sure on that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was... I was... I think uh, it's two. Clive? I I think... The name Clive? Mr. Gunman? His name is Gunman Clive. Okay. You can't seem to get this right. No. That's his name. His name is Gunman, gunman Clive. Clive. His first name is Gunman. Yes. His last name is Clive. No, no. His name is Clive. Okay. He is a gunman. He is a... Okay, it's not... See, I thought it was like a Bond, James Bond scenario where his last name was Gunman. No. And his first name it's was like, Clive. It'd be like calling you 
exploding beer man dean okay oh okay you see how it works yes yes i see i was calling the whole time i was playing i was calling him mr gunman no <laughs> no i don't think that's the way it's meant to be i think you're right i think his name is clive and clive. he's a gunman okay. so i was i was i played with clive but i think you had the three characters i think the only one you didn't have right away is the duck i thought the duck was the third character no are you there's thinking an, of number two an, no you're thinking that, of number two am i yeah Okay. Well, who who are your three characters? Just the uh, the other male character. Which is who? I don't know his name. What does he do? He's got a spear. That's number two. That's number two? Yeah. Okay. Classic Dean, jumping way ahead. Oh, man. I'm Classic already Dean. at the end. Classic Dean. Dean's already talking about number two. I'm always at the end. At a race to get the podcast done. No, Um. the first one, I think you have Gunman Clive. You have Miss Johnson. And then I think when you beat it, you unlock... You get the duck. A duck. Yeah. As a playable character, which is a lot of fun. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's really cool. Now, they both play a little differently, uh, Clive and uh, Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson's a bit slower. She doesn't jump quite as far. She actually has to stop when she shoots her gun. You can't run continuously and shoot. But she can float down after a jump, similar to Princess Peach in Super Mario Bros. 2. Cool, yeah. Which is nice. I, I liked... I played as both of them. I actually think I liked her better. Yeah. I felt I was able to stay out of danger a little bit better with her floating... Uh, for sure ability yeah well a lot of a lot of lives lost are on jumping jumping and falling and falling so she gives you that extra time to sort of course correct as you're going along right uh you can get different guns and you get health and the guns from killing enemies so they'll drop items for you yeah cool i'm not really sure why or what gets dropped for what reason seems random definitely i definitely noticed that when your health is low that you will be getting the health drops a lot more the it's, cakes. it's cake yeah, cake with a candle on it yeah it's, it's really it's nice birthday cake. yeah it's your birthday <laughs> yeah it's it's great it's lovely <laughs> it's great everyone loves a birthday oh totally it's wonderful now i love the sound of the shooting effect in this game it's great it is my favorite it's this little like pew pew yeah this classic little like very classic sound yeah. I was just, man, I was running around this game, like, in full-on joy. Just, like, oh, yeah. Here, ju- running and jumping. I'm shooting as much as I can just to hear this pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Oh, I had so much fun with that. When you shoot, depending what gun you have, because the bullets go at different speeds depending what your gun is. Right. But the bullets travel faster than you, but not as fast as you'd expect a bullet to go. Right. So it adds this really fun mechanic where you can shoot your bullets and sort of chase them as you're progressing and uncovering new things that are just ahead. Yeah. Right? So as you're, you can shoot your three bullets, you can start running and they'll hit an enemy that you've just, that has just shown on your screen because you're running forward. Yeah. Which is sometimes necessary because there's, there's some points in the game where you have to jump to a platform. And once you hit that platform, you're immediately shot by the guy that's standing on the next platform. So if you shoot before you make the jump, you can now, like you said, chase your bullet uh, as it's going towards the screen so that when you land on that next platform, your bullet makes it to the guy and he doesn't get you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I found myself always shooting my bullets and and then running. Yeah, me too. It was always like, it's almost like this shield that you have, this little little level of safety. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is fun. I really like it. Tim, turn your phone off. You're professional. So oh my goodness. Who's texting you at this my time? Phone. My phone. I left my phone on. I left my phone. It's covered in beer. <laughs> you, you made me put my phone away and you, your phone goes off. <laughs> There's no... I needed the extra room on the table for my phone. <laughs> okay. My phone's gone. All right. I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone. You can tell this game was extremely well thought out. Oh yeah. And a labor of love. Yeah. Now... There's so many different types of dynamics going on in this game. Like, this is what blows me away by this development cycle. It's like, yeah, you could do like a straightforward guy running around, shooting, jumping from platform to platform in six months. But these other things that Bert has included are ridiculous. There's so many like programming elements in here that would have, I just, I can't imagine how he must have worked like 20 hours a day on this game. Yeah, but like like I said, you have to think. So like these things had to be planned, well planned out. It, yeah, it's a well planned out game. Yeah, because there's there'll be only one way to finish a screen. Yeah, and it it'll be in a way that you haven't 
experienced up to that point. So you have to work your way through it. Yeah. So other than your jumping, which is a very traditional mechanic, there is wind in this game. Yeah. Which makes it harder for you to jump. Yeah. Because the wind is blowing you. There's an on rails portion. Mm -hmm. So the classic like riding of a cart on a track and then the track, there'll be a gap in the track and you have to jump over it and you're going faster than normal. Got to make like split second decisions. That level took me right back to Donkey Kong Country for yeah, the 64. for sure. And that, is it 64 or Super Nintendo? It's Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, sorry. Yeah. That level was so hard for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I like, you know, you can like go back to the first level and just like load up on lives. Yeah. I loaded up on like 50 lives, went to that level, died all 50 times. Oh, yeah. Went back, loaded up 50 lives again, went back and just passed it with like a couple lives left. Like I died so many times. So when this kicked in with like the rails... You just owned it? Yeah, I was... At first I was like, yes, I love this type of level. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, I hate this type of level. I'm going to die so many times. Yeah. I did a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. Good. There's... um. Like riding a train. So you're on a train. Very cool. So you're jumping from car to car while the train is moving. So your jumping is a little bit different. Yeah. You have to kind of correct for the, the train moving. There's manipulated gravity. So there's these these arrows that are pointing in a direction. Whatever direction they're pointing, that's the new direction that gravity is going. Yeah. So if there's arrows pointing to the right and you walk into that, you're thrown to the right. Yeah. Like you're falling. Really cool. Very cool sections of the game that yeah, have really... arrows going in multiple yeah. directions that you have to figure out exactly where to yeah, go. Yeah, that was some of the toughest uh, for sure. Toughest gaming for me. Me too. Were those. Yeah. There's bouncing. So you can bounce off of uh, mushrooms. Right, yeah. And if you press your jump at the right time, you get your like your extended jump boost, yeah. which you need to use correctly. And, and you have to have the right timing. Oh, yeah, on you that do. One. Like, no, that, that one, like, the, timing's, very, the timing's kind of tough very, on that. Yeah, yeah, you have to hit that button at the right time. Yeah. There's uh, a rolling boulder. Like you need to, you need to walk up and jump on this boulder right at the right part of the side to get it to start moving. And then you have to keep kind of jumping on it so that it moves, yeah. but you can't fall off because there's usually spikes beneath you. Yeah. So each one of these elements is a different type of like game mechanic that needs to be programmed into the game. Yeah. That's just making it more time consuming, more difficult for the designer to do, for but sure. like so much more rewarding for us to play. Yeah, because it's all different things for us to do. It keeps it's, us so engaged. Yeah, it's a di- depending on the obstacle, there's always a different way to attack that the obstacle. Um, so it, like you said, it keeps us entertained in what the next thing coming is, and we have to solve it, Yeah, right? It's not like, I know how to do this, because it's going to be, even though it looks different, it's going to be the same as what I just passed. They're all different. Yeah, yeah, they are. So there's four checkpoints to each level. And once you get to a checkpoint, uh, the game saves for you. Once you get to the end, the fourth checkpoint is always the boss. So right. you're going to do three, yeah. three stages. And it shows you on your map. It shows right, you like right. four checkpoints. Yeah. The first three you can save at. Well, you can save at all four, but the fourth one is always the boss. Yeah. The first three are all levels. Yeah. And it kind of shows it to you on a map. Now, just to touch on the music really quick, I really like this music. Yeah, it's fun. It's like... It's the classic Western influenced music. It is, but it's yeah. modern. Yeah, it's like if there was a if there's a Western that would come out today, this could be the music for it. It's, yeah, it's so great. It sets the right tone. Yeah, I think that's it for Gunman Number One. So why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back for Gunman Number Two? Perfect. Time for break. Dean, so we're going to get into Gunman Clive number two. Great. We're going to do something a little bit different. Oh, okay. Here, we we don't, we don't really do stuff like this in the podcast, but we thought it'd be fun in this instance. Yeah, we don't usually have fun. Yeah, we're normally very straight-laced. Yes. And we do not laugh or do anything fun. Never. But today, we're going to do something fun. Or you're going to do something fun. Cool. Dean, Dean is actually going to boot up Gunman Clive number two right now. Yeah. And play it. Yeah. While we talk about it. Cool. So, Dean... You've got the the 3DS here. Yeah. Dean's loading up Gunman Clive 2. How's my music? Oh, I think it sounds great. Okay, perfect. One thing listen I want to... Listen to that lovely music. Let that music play. One thing I want to say before getting into Gunman Clive 2. Yes. And why I'm playing it right now. Because I had a lot of fun with the first one. With yeah. Gunman Clive. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Gun and Clive 2 is like my game. This thing ups the ante in sort of every way, starting with the colors and then moving on into the invention of the obstacles. Yeah. Like all the obstacles are such... Oh, settle down here. You're, okay, you're okay, just okay. going through everything so, right Sorry, now. sorry, just, yeah. We're going to take it one step okay. at a time here. Okay, so let's just leave it at that. Okay. Just you said in, too in, much already. Invention of the obstacles. All I wanted to say... <laughs> All I wanted to say is that I think Gunman Clive 2 is the best Western video game there is. Oh, I'd and agree I, with that. And I have heard of a little thing called Red Dead Redemption. Oh, I've seen it. I've played that. And I don't care. No, this, this is, is better. the best Western game oh, yeah. on the market. I'll go on record saying it's, this is better than Red Dead. It's $2. It's 2 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You I've already wasted a minute. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. This is more fun than Red Dead. Okay. So based off of the success of the first one, Bert decides, obviously, to make a follow-up. Gunman 2. No, no, it's Gunman Clive 2. Yeah. Now, again, he does everything in the game except the music, which is, again, scored by his brother. Now, the development cycle on this one is a little bit longer, but unfortunately, the sales aren't quite as good as the first one. And I, I, like, I don't, ah, I don't like that. I don't it's, like it either. It's a better game. It's an improvement. He takes, like you were saying, he takes everything about the first one and makes it better. Yeah. Now, I think what, the only thing I can think that might have happened is two is more difficult than one. That is very true. So it, it could be that maybe people who played one and got two struggled with it and were kind of frustrated and gave up. Or people who hadn't played one, but maybe heard about one, got two and it was a little bit too tough for them because they hadn't really played one before. But I, that's all I can think of. Like, I just don't understand it other than maybe it was just the difficulty curve. Yeah, it, it is. It is a lot harder. Um, I'm with you. I don't know why it wouldn't do as well, because as soon as you start the game, I just finished the first stage. The first stage is the exact same first stage yeah. as the first game. It's just everything's in flames. Everything's burning. And everything's in color. The game's all and in color it's all in now. color. And as soon as I start that stage... I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. What a great idea. We go back to the first stage, but everything's different. Everything's burning. And like structures are falling down in unique ways yeah. and, and creating like different paths for you to go. It's really fun. And, and here's the thing, like, how could you not buy Gunman Clive 2 after buying number one? Like... You, Especially you, at a $2 price. Yeah, like you fucks didn't get $2 worth of enjoyment out of hey, number one. Ten, hey, ten, hey ten. you can't buy the second one? We're not about calling people fucks here. Well, I'm going to call them that. Okay. Anybody who spent whatever, two bucks on number one and didn't think it was worth it and didn't buy number two, I mean, you're an, you're an idiot. I'll just say it. I'm saying it. Tim's heated. I am heated. Tim's hot right now. I don't get it. This game should have done better than the first one. I agree. And it should have sold, it should have sold itself. 400,000 copies sell for number one. Two should have sold 400000 as well, because everybody who played number one should have come back for number two. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I don't know what, how you could play one and not find enough enjoyment to, you know, spend two go more back dollars to it, on go back two. to it. Yeah. As soon as I saw two in the store, I'm like, whatever. Of Un course I'm buying that. Like, of course. Right. Unless you think it's just like a rehash of one, which it is not. That's no. what I was Even super surprised. Even if it was a rehash. Yeah. I don't care. That's what I was super surprised about, though, is like how inventive it is. Yeah, it's a reinvention of the game. It's yeah. really cool. Okay, so Gunman Clive 2, the story. After rescuing Miss Johnson, Gunman Clive returns to again find the town under attack by bandits. To stop them once and for all, he must chase after their leader. An adventure that takes him all the way around the world. Cool. Yeah, facing bigger and deadlier enemies than ever before. Okay, yeah, so man. just as I was reading that synopsis, it says, after rescuing Miss Johnson. So in the first one... We said Gunman Clive and Miss Johnson were the playable characters. Yeah. But if you're trying to save Miss Johnson in that game, maybe she wasn't a playable character. No, she is. If you're playing as her, then you're saving uh, Clive. Oh, okay. All right. I get it then. He's the one that gets taken right off the bat. I gotcha. Okay. So the gameplay. As you mentioned, two starts off kind of exactly the same as number one, except yeah. it's more colorful, right? Yeah. You have beautiful backgrounds, beautiful environments, really great color hues, does seem to be more difficult, as we mentioned. Yeah. Now, everything is pretty much normal until you get to level two. Where are you right now? I'm at stage three, so I'm still on, I'm still on level so you're, one. You're on level one, stage three. Yeah. So I was talking too much. Once Dean beats level one, B 
beats the boss. Okay. He's going to get to a level that we've never seen before. No. The game is no longer a side-scrolling platformer. Right. It's a flying simulator. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, instead of going side to side, you're in a plane flying towards the screen. Yeah. This is where I realized Bert's really going for it here. Oh, yeah. Up he's, in the He's ante. really... Yeah. He's swinging for the fences here. He's going to sure. He's going to go for it. It's not just making a second game. Like, it, it no. is It is making a second game with as much care as he put into the first. Exactly. Yeah. So, Dean. Yes. Do you want to say anything about two? I want to say a lot of things about two. But I got I was getting too far ahead of myself. So I was gonna get into kind of some of the levels you get to in this yeah, game. Yeah. Should I do that? Yeah, get or, or yeah, that, yeah, that do won't it. spoil anything for you? No. Okay, so this is how this game progresses. Alright? After you're flying. These are the types of levels you get into. You go to an ice level. Okay, brand new game mechanic here, sliding. Yeah. yeah. Right now, games normally make it hard for you to stop when you're on ice. This one did a fantastic job of making it super hard to start running. True. Yeah. It was. It was also hard to stop, but it was yeah. really hard to start going. Yeah. I really like that. After that level, we're on a level with giant-sized Tetris blocks <laughs> oh, falling down. That level's so and, fun. Yeah, and building the level as you go. And you're forced to navigate these blocks that are falling and you're getting crushed because you're not jumping to the right piece of the block at the right time. Yeah. And the thing this, this one does, like it, it kind of ups the ante on each one of those new things, right? So it's like, first, it's just that you're sliding on ice and then it's that something's falling at you. And then it's just going to keep going and going from there until it just gets even more and more insane. Um, so continue on and, and yeah. we're going to get to a place where I would never have guessed that that would have been in this game. Well, I mean, we're there right now. Well, I never true. would have guessed Tetris blocks falling. So every new stage yeah. and every new level that has these new things, I'm so excited. I'm just yeah. getting even more excited, which is why I think this game is superior to the first. Like, yeah. I just I just keep getting surprised with what's it going is. on. It's, it's, it's for sure it's superior. The next thing we're doing, there's a leap of faith. You're, you, you're, you start the level, there's a ledge. You can't see what's below you, but you know you have to jump because that's all you can do. So you jump. And you land on a panda bear. Yes. And then you're racing on this oh. panda bear and you're trying to outrun a giant saw blade Tim, that's coming across the levels. And the panda bear can run faster than the blade, but it climbs extremely slowly. Yes. And there's lots of pillars you have to jump up on. And if you don't jump at the right time to get high enough up on that platform, you die. This is the time when I first figure out um, that you can basically play a level by just training your fingers what to do right like because you don't really need to look at what's going on if you've played this so many times because i played this level a lot the thing is the panda is going so fast you don't have time to look at the screen no. to make your decision you just have to like you said you have to let your hands do it you have to know okay i'm going to press yeah this 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 and then i gotta wait and then i gotta press this again you're 100 correct about that now what's next we're on top of like old style japanese yeah. Like samurai buildings and we're fighting ninjas. Yes. I, another point where I'm just like, Shinobi. Yep, Shinobi. And then after beating that boss, you immediately jump onto a horse. And now you're riding a horse into the screen like the flying level. Yep. Next thing we do, we get onto a boat. We're in the water. The water uh. mechanics are making the waves push the boat up and down in different directions. And you're platforming has to do now with paying yeah. attention to the way the waves are going and how the boat is and yes. doing the right jump at kind of like the peak time when the boat's at its highest point so right. you can jump and land on the next boat. Right. It's very... Each each part of the jumps can be very different. Yeah. Depending on like what is swaying. So yeah. you could get to it at a different point in time and now have to make a different jump. Yeah. What's after that? Where do you go from there, Dean? You go to the jungle <laughs> and you're fighting dudes... On top of dinosaurs. Oh, man, the jungle. The, the you're, you're on lo long neck dinosaurs. Uh. You're using their heads as platforms and using their heads going up and down to get, like, these jump boosts so you can jump higher. It's so good, Tim. And then you're riding the minecart on their backs as well. Yeah. So it's this on-rails game again, but and you're this, on the dinosaur. This on-rails 
was very difficult, I found. Yeah. I found that this one, because this is where the gravity stuff comes into play while you're on the rails. Okay, right. Right? Right. So, uh, yeah, it became very difficult. It's hard to talk and play the boss. <laughs> yeah, how are you doing with yeah, him? He's crushing me. He is, eh? Yeah. Okay, so after that, you're riding on a, tra- a charging triceratops. Then immediately after that, you're fighting a boss, which is a T-Rex. Oh, the T-Rex. Then you beat the boss, the T-Rex, and you're immediately flying on a pterodactyl. It's like it's nonstop. There's no time to breathe, and it's so much fun. It's a ton of fun. Every every one of these new stages, I'm dying. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's like, I'm so excited to see the next thing that we're going to be doing. Yeah. It's awesome. And then finally, kind of the climax of the game, you get to the final boss... And this boss is insane. The final boss of two is so insane. He's so much fun. So so it's kind of like a new boss character. It's like an evolution of the boss where it's this gigantic boss. And instead of just kind of figuring out the boss's pattern and shooting him, there's actually like a process of what you have to do. He's got, he's really big. He's the full size of the screen. You have to hit kind of his legs first to open up. The ability to go up to his waist, to come up to his waist. Then you got to attack things on his waist to go up to his arms. You got to attack things on his arms to go up to his head. Kind of like Shadow of the Colossus. You're fighting this like real gigantic thing. So cool. And that's kind of like our blast through of these games. Yeah. Um, What do you, what do you want to say, Dean? I I, love these games. I, I love them. I just, I... Every one of those stages that sort of gets new um, in in two from one. So like as soon as we start with the flying, I'm just getting like a little bit more excited. Um, and, and then once we hit like the panda. So just to give a little a little background, we've talked before how I, I didn't play a lot of video games as a kid because I, I much preferred to watch you play. Right. Um, this sort of happened also with these games. Um, I was stuck on a level and my wife was watching and she's like, uh, just give me a shot. And, you know, she breezed through it because she's really good at video games. And I just ended up watching her play a couple levels. Oh, yeah. Because I, I like I like watching. And so then she had, like, when she had to go for the day, I took over. And that's when I was getting to things like the panda and the dinosaurs. And I was just taking pictures of the screen and sending <laughs> them to her. And like, look how great this game is. Look look what's happened next. Look what you're missing. Yeah. Um, it's just joy. Like I just felt so much joy in every new thing that this game had to bring. Just the idea that not that there's just dinosaurs in the game, but the idea that you have to jump on top of their heads as they're moving and crawl up their backs and use them, use them as like your platforms instead of just using them as enemies. Like it's, it's just a really clever way to do it. This these two games were all clever. Like the, the the level of cleverness that went into these is it's extremely impressive. Yeah. Like I, we've mentioned it a few times already, but I can't overstate it enough. Like how much love and passion went into these these games. Yeah. This is why indie games are my favorite types of games to play nowadays. I like the shorter games that you don't have to invest too much time to. Um, I don't have a lot of time to be playing these long 20 hour 30 hour video games so i love playing these shorter ones and honestly for me like i see zero faults in a game that will take you an hour to beat right yeah gunman clive one it took me about an hour yeah um two maybe a little bit longer yeah but for the price point you can't i don't care and these games are so replayable that's the thing there's a lot of replay value not only with characters um but just because it's fun it you is. Know, it's just I, fun to I've, sit down to. I've gone back and played like other, um, other stages just because I had fun on them. Like yeah. I played the Triceratops one because I thought that was really fun, and the Panda one, some of my favorites. Um, fighting the T Rex, even though it was super tough, I found that boss really tough. Yeah. Did you? Um, yeah. It, but really, if you kind of take your time on him, instead of just like yeah trying to hit him whenever you can, if you take your time to really get in your good shots, then it's then it's not that bad. I found that was a key. Is that you can't try to go through the levels too fast. Yeah. Like if you just take your time and you make your way through, you do a lot better than if you're like, okay, I got to quickly get through this as fast as I can. Yeah. That's when you get into trouble. Yeah. But can you uh, get that game a little bit closer to the mic? Not too close, a little bit closer. And just give us some of the pew pews. Okay. I want to hear them. 
Get that a little closer. Get that all the way close. Get that PP all the way up there. Sorry, I'm getting destroyed in this level. Tim, this isn't going back, as well as off. I... Th as back off. As Have you played this game before? <laughs> I think not... we're learning that Dean actually came here not prepared. It's not going as well before. as I thought it would. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd be able to beat this easily in the time that we were no, talking no, no. about. Not to, not to. It will also, it's hard to play and talk. talk. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. Very, it's very difficult. I'm only on stage seven. It's okay. You got some of the pews in there. I appreciate that. <laughs> Did you get enough? I think we're fine. Should I just jack up the, the, the volume here? No, no, I think we got the pews. Okay, okay good. Yeah. I'm in one of the, uh, one of the gravity situations. Oh, those are tough. It's pretty tough. Yeah. I'm um, just trying to aim aim it correctly. So, um, Bert actually has a third game. It's called... A third game? He's got a third game. It's called Mech Extermination Force. Okay. Now, it looks really interesting. Haven't played this one yet. I'm interested in it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like taking that final boss battle and turning that into the game oh cool so it's it's like giant boss battles like that so you're going from my understanding is you're going from large boss to large boss but it takes you a long time to figure out how to beat that boss oh, okay um and they're like massive sized bosses sounds fun it does sound fun because i really enjoyed that final boss battle oh yeah it I'm, would... I'm not surprised that you know he he kind of took that and went with that idea because it was really cool yeah that's when i like didn't want to end yeah i just wanted it, yeah. to keep playing that boss at first i was really mad because i was having trouble with it i kept getting yeah. stomped on yeah oh yeah and then once i kind of got the hang of it i was like oh no i want to play more of that yeah so, totally really neat um what else what else do you have? I don't know. I'm just stuck on this gravity one right here. All right. Why don't you put that down for a minute? Okay. Okay. Come back to us, I feel like I really let us down. No, you didn't. With that I one. I just okay. wanted to get the sound of that okay. in there. I just wanted to get to the panda. Well. The you... panda is so fun. I know. It is fun. <laughs> you panda... can, listen, you can pick it up when the podcast is done and keep okay. going. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. No, you from I that. just, um, like, like you said, there's, there's a lot of games that are, you know, take a lot of time commitment and. I'm kind of like you, where there is definitely a place for a game that just takes you an hour to two hours to beat, and you can sit down and just have fun with it. I don't think that those types of games are in, like, a different category that is a lesser category. I actually find that those games are, you know, on the same playing field, if not better. Like, they just have their place. Mm -hmm. Like, where I come home from work, I don't necessarily want to sit down and, like lock myself in for two hours doing some quest on some like long no, I, game i know i don't i kind of just want to Some people do that's fine no and it's fine i, I like I, I like to do that on the weekend sometimes but like with these short short kind of spurts in, in games i like to just sit down do something quickly then you know go start supper that's where i'm at with my life i started shorter indie games maybe three four years back and i that's that's just what i play that's what i play and this is one of the best it's one of the best i i love it um, these short indie games where you only have a few people working on them, you're able to just get the designer, the developer, their, you get their soul in this game. Yeah, you can, I agree. You can yeah. feel it coming across, right? Yeah. You get these bigger games, there's so many people working on it, that kind of gets left in the dust, right? What gets produced is this, yeah, this really nice, incredible, like big blockbuster game. I can't tell like the love that gets put into Red Dead Redemption, right? Because yeah. it's just you can tell there was probably somebody who was in charge of modeling like trains or something. And that's yeah. what they did. Right. And you put all these pieces together, but this, you get one guy doing all this, thinking of all these things, coming up with all these ideas and you can feel it. Like it's yeah. like, it's this, this game is kind of like alive because For you sure. can feel what he put into it coming out. It's just, it's really fascinating. Yeah. It's a good point. I love, you can definitely feel it. And I love to feel that in a piece of art, right? Yeah. Like a, a game is a piece of art. This is a hundred percent. This and, is a piece of art. Yeah. And, and in art, I always want to try to feel what the artist was trying to put into it. Yeah. And it's, it's something I like to do when I go to, you know, comic cons, I like to hit up the booths of the writers and artists who, don't have a book out that I've ever heard of. You know, they're, they're, they're sure. not on the stands in the comic shop. They haven't been, they don't have a publisher. They just made a comic because they love it. They don't have, you know, the artistic or uh, storytelling um, chops that like some of, some of the greats have, right? They're, they're still working with their craft, but it's just raw. You know, it's, it's like on the page, I can feel what they're trying to go for. They're not just trying to create some 
something that'll sell. They're trying to create what they want. And so I loved just going to hit them up and reading these stories. And it's the same thing with this. I just, I felt connected to it right away, yeah. right when I started playing it. And that's when, that's when I got to two and I was blown away because I saw the credits after, after one. And I saw that there wasn't a lot of names. Like there's a few names on there. Yeah. So I know that once we get to two, all these changes come from the mind of a person. Right. And it's really neat yeah. to, to walk through a game and realize the things that somebody sat down and thought of where they made a good game and they wanted to make another good game because it was successful, but they didn't just pump something out. Right. Yeah. They actually sure. thought about it. They thought about every, he thought about every single, st- every single stage in that game. That's a good point. After the success of one, he easily could have just dialed in number two and been like, well, you know, people are just going to buy this because one was so successful, but he didn't do, he did the opposite. Like he doubled down on it and said, okay, I had this great game. Number one, what can I do to really like get after it in number two? 100%. I thought it was going to be just some more. Yeah. And I would have been okay with that. Totally fine. He like exceeds expectations. It would have been totally fine and totally fun. But as soon as it's purple and we're going through stage number one again. Yeah. I start sitting up in my chair yeah. and start thinking, ah, this is going to be good. Right. And then with every new level, every new jungle, did you mention we went to the moon? No, I didn't. We went to the moon in this game. That was game, uh, was it the first one? No, that's the second one. The second one. We went to the moon. I think it was the first one. It was the first. The first one ended. You beat the boss. You think you beat the final boss. And then he flies off, I think, in a spaceship. And then you get in a spaceship and yes. follow him to the moon. That's actually a great point because I wanted to talk about that. Because when you're on the moon, there's a new jump mechanic because you're on the moon. Yeah. You're jumping. Gravity's different. Gravity's different. You're yeah. jumping way higher. Yeah. And all these platforming jumps are way easier to do now because now you're almost overshooting them. Oh, yeah. Rather than undershooting them. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Really so cool. that game ends with you fighting on the moon. Right. Yeah. So that's the first one. Yeah. So cool. So it just like takes that and, you know, just runs with it. And so every every new thing that happened in two, I could feel that that was the decision of a person. Yeah. You know, like where sometimes I don't feel that with big games. Like I, I appreciate, I appreciate all the thought and all the cool things in big video games, but I don't necessarily feel that that came from someone's mind. Yeah. You know, it's more like that came from a boardroom of people sitting around a table and talking about it and figuring it out. And the wrong people making the decisions. Yeah. And, but this came, not, I shouldn't say that. Not always the wrong people, but, but but like, People talking about it yeah. and, and coming to a decision that meets everybody's needs. This is this this came from, you know, a small group of people. Yeah. Maybe maybe one guy. Yeah. Came well, from his mind. It was one guy. Okay. It came from his mind. And yeah. it's I could feel it. It was neat. Yeah. So, you know somebody who has only $2 to their name. Which game do you tell them to buy? One or two? They only have $2. This sorry... Two. Sorry bastard only has $2. Two. I I will lend them to... I, I will give them $2. No, 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 no. See, no, no, no. You're, <laughs> so you're, that they can have one and two? You're missing two. the point of my question. It is two. Okay. I'm going to go with one. Okay. I, wa- I want them to start at the beginning, and I want them to play number one. I'm with you. I like two better. I had, like, more holy shit and joyous moments in two yeah. because of... Like how, how fun and how out there it gets. But I love the way that one builds up to two. I, and so, I totally and agree. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with one. That's why I'm trying to give them $2 no, so I that they it. can play it. one. And it. then, cause two is such a better payoff yeah. if you have one, That's but right. still, if I have one choice, I'm, I'm going with two. Yeah. I think two's more fun. All right. Dean. Yeah. So small development company here mm-hmm. so i thought you know what maybe i'll try to reach out see if i can get in contact with them okay you know, uh, reaching out to a bigger company probably don't have much success but i thought you know what? i'm gonna try to see if i can get a hold of bertil and ask him a few questions and gracious as he was he took my questions and he responded to them no way yeah so i, I was able to ask him a few questions i didn't want to bombard him with a bunch of stuff but that's great yeah there were a few things i was curious about and I thought I'd reach out and just see if he'd contribute a little bit to the podcast. Awesome. And he graciously did. So thank you very much, Bertil, for answering these questions. And let's just go through these real quick. I asked him first um, how he got started as a programmer 
and an artist. Cool. Because normally yeah. you find a programmer or you find an artist, but this guy programmed and did the art. And both of them are incredible. Great question, yeah. So uh, I'll just read his responses. So he says, I started programming in QBasic when I was around 12 and have been trying to make games ever since. While I've had a few courses in programming in various schools, I'm largely self-taught in that area. He says, I studied game design in university, which included a little bit of programming, but it was not the focus. This is when I got started with 3D art and learned Maya. Awesome. Um, we're parallel there a little bit because I also went to game design school. Cool. Yeah, and I learned Maya as well. It was kind of the program nice. back when I went to school. This would have been right around 2000. That was kind of the big 3D program that had just hit and that everybody was using. So, okay. Yeah, but that's that's really cool that he kind of got self-taught in programming. I Very find cool. so many people get self-taught in programming. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, it happens quite often. It does. It does. I, I've worked with a couple people. Um, like I'm a programmer and I've worked with a couple people that did that. They self-taught and... They know it. They know a ton. Yeah, you know they they know enough to get a job. Yeah. Next, asked him. Well, I said the game to me feels a bit like Mega Man meets Gunsmoke. So those are yeah. a couple of the games that I had mentioned. And I asked him, did he have any inspiration outside of video games for Gunman Clive? Hmm. I wanted to know if perhaps he was a fan of the Western film genre because it's heavily influenced by yeah. that. So. So he says that while he can enjoy a good Western movie, he wouldn't say he's an above average fan of that genre. And he says the setting in Gunman Clive really just came about by chance. Cool. So. Yeah. I'm the same there. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'm not a huge Western fan. No, me neither. Fan. I'm with that. But, but I liked this. But I liked this. Yeah. So yeah. I could really. Because I've always been kind of apprehensive towards Western things like movies and even video games, which is maybe why a reason I don't like Red Dead. Yeah. Um, but I liked this a lot. And yeah. I like you started up and it's Western, but you kind of totally like, accept it or get yeah. over it or whatever it is. Once you're playing you, it, you're you in your like own, it. You you're like in your it. own little world. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you like what's going on here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I asked him, I said, Gunman Clive one was a tremendous success. At what point did he realize that something special was occurring with the game sales? And he said, it's hard to say because it never had a huge instant splash. It had decent success on smartphones, which gave him conf confidence to port it to the 3DS. Mm -hmm. And initially sales seemed comparable, but they stayed a lot more consistent. Mm. And he kept expecting them to go down, but several years later, they were still doing respectable numbers every month. That's and amazing. It, it reached um, total sales far higher than he had ever imagined yeah so that's amazing it's a like, great story there. that years it was yeah. still selling just month after month month just after keeps month selling. for years yeah that's amazing so it sounds like once it got to 3ds that's where it yeah like sunk in it dug its heels in and just sat there yeah um like i mentioned that's where i purchased it and that's where i think we said earlier about 80 percent of the sales came yeah. from was from the 3ds right so well, the fourth question I asked was, what was the singus... The sing <laughs> Fuck me. I know you're going to edit that out, but... <laughs> I may not. I may, I may not. I may not. My fourth question... <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. My fourth question was, what was the single biggest thing you learned while developing Gunman Clive 1 and 2 that you were able to carry forward? And he said he thinks the most important lesson that he's still struggling with is not to let the reviews, comments, hype, or lack thereof affect him personally too much or affect his sense of self-worth and not to crave attention from random people on the internet. You know what? A very honest answer That's there. That's an honest answer, and that is the hardest fucking thing. That's super hard, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't have, like, I, I didn't create a video game that hundreds of thousands of people played. Um, I wrote some nonsense lists for a comic book site that maybe upwards of 50,000 people clicked on, which is a big number. That's pretty good. And those comments oh. shred my oh, life. Yeah. Like those yeah. comments kill me. Right. And you just, it's so hard to not read them. I just told myself every time I'm not going to look at them. I'm not going to read them. It's so hard to not read them. And then it's so hard to not let them affect you. Right. It's just a, with the internet, um, everybody's got a voice. Yeah. And it seems like, the people with the negative voice are the ones that are speaking up. Yeah. Um, well, I think... Which really sucks. Um, but hopefully, 
uh, hopefully this podcast has shed some positive light on the game. Um, I because love... I think, because I think it's, I, I actually think it's one of my, it is one of my favorite games. Yeah. So me too. I, yeah. Me I, too. I, I just like, don't look at those negative comments. Those people are dumb. This game is immediately dropping into my top 15 of all time yeah. and it might crack 10. Yeah. I think that might be pushing it a bit, but I think, I think I could easily find a spot for this. I'm just going to call it one game, but yeah, uh, like I'm, I could find a spot for the gunman series in my top 15. And that's a game that is, takes a couple hours to play and costs $2. Exactly. It's amazing. It's a, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's success. Very successful. Last thing I asked him was what his favorite video game of all time was. Cool. I want to hear this. He said he'd have to go with Super Metroid. Cool. Yeah. So I feel so bad because I haven't actually played this game. Yeah. And I know how good of a game this is. This is this is like usually top three when whenever there's like a best games of all time list. Neat. It's kind of usually three, five, somewhere around there. So it's an incredible game. People love it. And I never played it. I, I think it was because Metroid was so hard for me. It was such a hard game. Yeah. And it was one of the first games I played. I remember a dad got me and older brother um, rented the, the Nintendo when it yeah. had come out, like back in like 88, probably. Yeah. Maybe earlier, maybe 80. I was younger. I wasn't 10. I was probably like seven or eight. So yeah, like 86, 87, something like that. And they brought back Castlevania solomon's key and metroid solomon's key yeah so we kind of like we crushed castlevania because it was so yeah. accessible yeah i was really kind of curious and enthralled with I solomon's key love solomon's but key metroid was kind of got it was kind of what got pushed off because it was so difficult and you just felt like you weren't making any progress yeah so kind of because of that i never really went back to metroid um i never did super metroid i did play metroid fusion on the uh game boy advance and it was, okay i really enjoyed it yeah. it was i think they made it a little bit different a little bit easier so i think i i was able to enjoy that one a bit more but i i really should go back and play super metroid because i just i, I hear such great things about it and yeah yeah i missed out on that one yeah it's uh i'm very i i found out through this podcast i'm very influenced in my likes of uh, through you through the things that you've yeah. liked so if i haven't played like, it you haven't seen well, it you haven't exact, watched it yeah <laughs> that's exactly my story my story would be like i love solomon's key and i played it a lot but metroid i tried a couple times and i never really connected with it it was too hard for me like i just didn't quite get it yeah um like it wasn't it wasn't something that i was good at so i didn't play it very much and i wonder if I influenced you. Yeah, I wonder if that's because I didn't watch you play it a lot. Probably. So I didn't really know all the things where I would have watched you play Castlevania, I would have watched you play Solomon's Key, and so I was like, I want to play that game. I think I could play that game. I know what to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah, anyways. So that was it. So thank you, Bertil, for responding. Uh, We really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Those were uh, great answers. So one more thing left to do. What would that be? What if... Okay, so really, I just want to know, what if there was a third Gunman Clive? Where can you even go? Because I feel like he he grand slammed it with number two. He grand slammed it with two. You do everything you you want to do and need to do in two. Like, everything's there. Um, Now, I, I feel like, I mean, again, our what if segment is all speculation. We like to just speculate on something that, what if this happened? Yeah. Now... I think there was no Gunman Clive 3 because I think he threw it all in there for 2. Yeah. And you probably can't really go anywhere for 3, so he moved on to something different. Right. But let's just speculate. What if there was a 3? Okay. What if we were in charge of making 3? What do we do? Oh, man. One thing that came to mind. Yeah, yeah. Go. I really don't have much here. I'm hoping we can just bounce some ideas off. Okay. But one thing that came to mind that that wasn't reached in in 1 or 2 was an underwater level. So I, th- I think you can go under the ocean. You can go under the ocean. I'm kind of afraid of underwater levels. That, that probably doesn't surprise afraid anybody. Of anything water. But like these, Do you drink water even? I, I drink it. Yeah, I drink it. But like the one of the scariest video game levels I've ever played. Oh, let's hear it. Is 
uh, Mario 64. Yeah. When you have oh, to go under the water, okay. but there's like a big fish swimming around yeah. and you don't know when it, where he is and oh, when yeah. he's going to like come into the screen. Yeah. That's terrifying. I stopped playing the game after that and yeah. I was like a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, I, underwater stuff we know your, your freaks horror me of, out. Of, uh, we know your horror of water. Yeah. It freaks me out. I, I would be down with underwater in this game though this type of game it, it would be it would be fun though because what it yeah. would do is probably just change um like your jump dynamics a bit the your bullets would maybe shoot slower um, okay guys so would be moving a bit slower so you're thinking you're still walking on the bottom you're not swimming no yeah i'm, I'm still thinking a platformer okay you're just under the water yeah you're thinking like uh like sonic like yeah. in sonic games when you're underwater you're still running on the bottom yeah okay yeah so there's that yeah that'd be interesting maybe i don't know maybe inside a volcano perhaps yeah. i'm just I mean, trying to yeah. think like there's a, there's a bunch of things that you ridiculous could, yeah. scenarios that weren't done in the second one but yeah like we've already been to the moon we've already fought we've dinosaurs been to, we've been to the moon yeah done we've been dinosaurs. riding a panda bear ship like been on a ship right been, on been, the in, ship. been, been in an icy been on place. the train yeah. yeah oh yeah the train was so good we've been flying a plane yeah it's, like, it's riding so a horse. hard to yeah. come up with what you would do in three yeah plus like well, I was going to say to stick with the Western, but like it did go to the moon. So, and we were on dinosaurs. So it doesn't necessarily like we can expand a little bit on the Western theme. Oh, I think I you kind of, yeah. you got to stick with that though. That's kind of like the, yeah. the backbone of, of the series is this Western thing. No, so. for sure. Like, but, but the scenario like the, or the atmosphere doesn't necessarily have to be Western. Like, like oh, where, yeah. where they have dinosaurs oh, yeah, yeah. and That's stuff. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be like, yeah, the desert or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what, like. Yeah, I think like maybe underwater volcano or something like that. The only other ideas I have are like goofy things where it's like, well, that doesn't quite fit the vibe. Yeah, like what? Like, um, like do some sort of like bouncing on like trampoline type stuff. Right. So, like some sort of, um, like indoor obstacle course type thing where there's yeah. like, where there's you know trampoline things you got to bounce on yeah. or well i like your kind of like or like slides or something like that but it's, it's sure. like a little goofy a little bit yeah a little bit but you could do like maybe a bank level where the guys are trying to rob a bank and you're in the bank yeah maybe it's like a little bit more grandiose than just a small building like maybe the, the bank is the entire yeah. level that you're trying to make it through yeah. and you could do some stuff like that yeah um I don't know. You know what might be interesting? It'd be super tough to do because of licensing. But what if Gunman Clive kind of makes it into some other video game environments? Not like super cool. That would be super cool. It'd be pretty fun. Like he just kind of bounces into Mario Brothers or something like that. Obviously you can't do that, but this is why we're just speculating. It's just what if. Yeah. What if Clive was, you know, in Sonic's And has to go through like a Castlevania castle or something, Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That would be neat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyways, that's it. Um, that's it for what I want to say. If you got anything else, you go ahead. I'm still just thinking about what I'd make number three. Yeah. You're, you're into this. Eh? Yeah. Maybe like some, maybe like some different guns. Oh, you could, you could oh. like, you could like experiment with some different gun things. That's, that's a good point. I wanted to ask you what your favorite gun was. Well, my favorite gun, I, I don't get to use the guns very often. I'm not very good at keeping at, them at, at gaming. <laughs> i'm not very good at video gaming yeah. and so like as soon as i get a gun i get a hit and i lose well, it i'll tell Cause... you what I, that happened to me too it's okay. almost like you lose the gun when you get hit yeah so you you're still alive but you you drop your gun and so i didn't get to use them very often but my favorite one's the one that shoots through things because you could you could be behind a box and a guy could be hiding behind a box and you shoot right through it you did you not which one was that one it was just like a straight line it was like kind of like a laser and it, you could shoot through boxes i don't even think i noticed that i picked it up a couple times it's real good oh wow i liked i think i liked the one that shot blue bullets do you know that one um it was like uh were they big bullets or were they ones that follow the no it was like uh it was like your um your spread shot so it would shoot yeah. three bullets at a time but yeah. they were blue and i think they went i feel like they went well, they definitely went faster than the normal three okay, shot. Okay. Maybe twice as fast. Maybe maybe somewhere. But yeah, it would just you'd be your three bullets going out in different directions, but super fast. I don't think I know this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> We're playing the same game. Did you get the one that shoots like this bouncing ball yes, with yes. like black smoke behind yes, it? That was cool. Yeah. So neat. Yeah. I got. Oh, that's how I beat um, the dinosaur. 
Oh, it just destroyed. Yeah. Maybe it was the Don- it was one of the bosses. I yeah, had yeah. that gun at the boss. Oh, cool. Oh no, it was when you fight yourself. You fight Gunman Clive, oh, yeah, the Shadow yeah, yeah. Gunman yeah. Clive. Cool. I had that when I got to him. I hit him like three times and he was Done. dead. Nice. And I was like, oh sweet. But then you have to go to another fight after that, and I got killed and lost. Okay. It. And I didn't. Then I had to fight. Yeah, he's kind of like a sub boss in that. Yeah. Yeah, he was. But that that gun was so powerful. Nice. I like the one that has like. Uh, the bullets like follow, they find yeah, the enemy. Like right. that one's pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. But I it like doesn't, it. it doesn't follow them. Like if you shoot it, it won't just find whatever's no. on the screen. No. You have to be in some sort of range, you but you, in... you can't tell what that range is. It gets is. like sucked towards them if you're yeah. in the right range. Yeah, yeah. Cause if you're too far away, you're right. That just goes, it doesn't, it can't find them. Yeah. Um, that one was fun. Yeah. But yeah. I, lots of cool gun I types. never really, I was able to use that one that can shoot through things. Like maybe you're just never in a situation where you were behind something and you need to shoot through it. Yeah. Um, cause I was only in that situation a couple times where I would be on the other side of a crate and you could, and the guy's like ducking and, and going I up never, and you can shoot right through. It. I never thought to do that. I was, so I was always jumping over yeah. them and shooting them, like yeah. turning back to shoot them. But that's really interesting. Yeah. Cool guns. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were fun. Did you play with the duck at all? A little bit. Yeah. Me too. Oh, we didn't talk about the ending of game of number two. Ooh. Where you... the duck. Yeah. You, so you fight the boss. Yeah. You're chasing the boss all over the world. You get to the end of the game. You defeat him, but a duck comes out. It's, yeah. The guy's not even there. Yeah. It's a duck was in there. So the guy actually gets away. Right. So it leaves it open so there for will a be. There could be I don't know if there three. will be, but... There will be. Like what will we say? Like how do you... Where do you go from here? But yeah, yeah there's a duck. You should, if there is a third one, there should be a few new characters, um, Tim and Dean. Oh, yeah. Gunman Tim and Gunman Dean. Oh, yeah. We would get, that would be like, I feel like people would choose the duck before (laughs) us. (laughs) Right, right. The playable duck. Right. We just throw like microphones and, and hot takes. Oh, at people. I think you're losing me here. (laughs) You're losing me. But, um, I am curious to go back and play more as the duck yeah. because when you play as the duck you can't shoot anything so you're just avoiding getting shot yeah did you ever get to a boss i didn't i, didn't I only played that, a couple no. no i played a couple stages with the duck but i never got to a boss but yeah you so just I'm you curious just need to, to avoid see what actually yeah. happens when you get to a boss like how do you beat the boss yeah. as a duck where all you're doing is avoiding being shot so yeah anyways more gameplay to come i'm curious yeah it's, it's, it's fun going. it's a different dynamic yeah it's interesting yeah. all right well thanks for listening everybody And that's it for us this week, and we'll catch you next time. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod or by email at talkbackpod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.